have been good. Well, I say good. No, I haven't. I've been fucking locked up. So <laughs> it's been rubbish, isn't it? Free, free all the man them. There are parts of it that I really don't really like, that I really don't like, you know, not being allowed to go outside. But like, to be honest, it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I hate it, and but I think it's for the same reason, right? It's because you're not allowed to do something. Like, I wasn't going to fucking go out anyway, right? I was going to be a little hermit. But now you're telling me I can't? Well, <clears throat> I want to go everywhere. Exactly. Like, that's the exact response that I had as well. When they said that you would only be allowed to go out more than once, I just thought to myself, well, I didn't usually want to go out more than once, but now that you've told me that I can't do it, I really want to fucking do it now. Yeah. Mate, I can't go out at all. Really? At all. I'm not allowed. I'm... Shield, shielding, mate. Oh shit! No, you can't. No. Yeah, disabled and that, innit? So. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Yeah. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Fuck! It's just awful, mate. Ah, oh, jeez. My dad's in pretty much the same position as well, so you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. How long do you reckon it's gonna be? Do, what, lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. It's never gonna end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> nah, they found the way. They've found the way. We've accepted it. We've accepted it, and we should, right? Because obviously, uh, we're we're stopping however many thousands of people from dying, right? But we've accepted it. Nah, they're never going to let us out again, ever. There's going to be the the silk painting of Boris Johnson is going to be delivered to all houses soon enough, <laughs> displayed on, and it's going to have him like uh, it's going to be him like fucking propping up, um, just the NHS symbol, like holding it on his back. Like, was it Sisyphus that had to hold up the world on his shoulders? Or whatever it was. I can't remember what Sisyphus had to do. It was going to be that. And everyone will have to, like, pray to it every night. We've accepted We've accepted it too much, and no one called out Boris Johnson on his bullshit speech afterwards. I really care about the NHS workers. No, you don't, you fucking melt. Uh, I saw something absolutely wonderful yesterday um, at the coronavirus press meet, at the coronavirus press conference, where, you know who Dan Wooten is, right? Dan Wooten. Um... I'll be honest, mate, I've not been watching the news because <laughs> it's all depressing as shit. Well, he's the guy who's the editor-in-chief of the Sun newspaper, right? So he is basically the Sun and the Sun is him, right? He had the audacity to ask Matt Hancock about how to stop misleading news getting out to the public. Have <laughs> a fucking word with yourself is what you do, innit? <laughs> Exactly. Like, there's a hello pot. Uh, I'm the kettle. Nice to meet you. Hello. Correct. Hello. Lovely to see you. Can you stop me from doing a bad, please? <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Regulate yourself, you dickheads. It's exactly what you want, anyway. Oh, to be honest, that's like one of the good things I think about that is about this. Um, a load of shitty businesses are, well, a load of shitty businessmen are getting their comeuppance. But Mike Ashley had to sell his whole fucking football club. <laughs> good, fucking good. Uh, no, l- mate. Let me let me tell you why this isn't good, right? Uh, and it's super annoying for me. They've been bought by um, uh, Bin Salman, right? The Saudi prince. So this is like a this is a selfish personal thing for you, like, just so just so we're clear, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, a, a million percent. I'm a Manchester United fan, right? I was about to say for my sins, but fuck off. We've had enough problems recently, right? There has been talks for about two or three years about the Saudi prince taking over at Man United. And I'll be honest, we have been so shit since, what, 2013. 
that I have genuinely stopped caring about all your all your human rights abuses, all your main dodgy Saudi dealings. I just wanted the blood money, right? I wanted the blood money. I wanted to be good again. Now Newcastle got the blood money, and we're gonna have to be shit forever. So personally, Viva la like. Why didn't you said Graham? Viva la Graham. <laughs> Viva la fucking Graham. Um, Viva Mike Ashley, right? I think I was Ashley Graham because she's like a really beautiful model. (laughs) I think was stuck in my head. Um, Viva la him, right? He ain't do shit. Free free up Mike Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) But like, even Weatherspoons are going down the fucking drain now, man. Oh, but the fucking the Weatherspoons guy is a fucking grade A. He's like a weapons grade cunt, anyway, isn't he? Well, yeah, we all know that. We all knew that. But we, I never thought I'd see the day where people actually start to rise up against him. Do, yeah, but do you think anyone's actually going to rise up against him, or are they going to go, oh, two pound pints, man? <laughs> Personally, I'd like to think that I would once this is all over stop going to Weatherspoons. I'd like to think that's what's going to happen. I can't promise. <laughs> Until you get there and you realise you can get, like, some fucking chicken strips, a big old garlic bread and halloumi fries for, like, £2.50 or whatever. Oh, oh, mate, I do miss the halloumi fries, to be fair. That that turned me on to halloumi fries. I never liked no halloumi when I was a kid, because guess what? Cheese that doesn't melt? Uh, I don't trust it. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Look, listen, right? How, how many defining characteristics of there are there of cheese, right? One, got to taste like cheese. Two, it's got to fucking melt. If you fail half the criteria, how can I trust you as a cheese? But it's deep fried, though. And, uh, look, and I, and I uh, you're, look, you've seen me. We, we have we have shared a stage at one point, right? <laughs> we have shared the stage a few, at a few points, yeah. We have. If you ha- and we will, and we will do, and we will do at some other points as well. Once all this is over, we will do. We're, we'll we'll come back strong. I'm I'm coming up with finally some new material. <laughs> Right, but have, having seen me in the flesh, you can rest assured that I am not a man who is adverse or unaware of a deep fried food. Right. To put it to put it in a politically correct to put it as politically correct as possible. Yes, you're fat. You're fat. <laughs> He's a fat cunt. Right. <laughs> There's no other way to look. You know what's really liberating as well is, um, uh, and I don't think I've even consulted you about it. Right. I think I've just gone ahead with it. Uh, the freedom of language, because <laughs> on my show I cannot say any of these. I have to be real. And again, you've seen me on stage. The words aren't uh, they're blue and then I have to go on a show where Ofcom gets involved and all of a sudden oh I can't tell kids to whatever and they fucking watch porn and call each other racial epithets on fucking Fortnite right but oh I can't say shit fuck off see that's what when I was um, doing the thing that I was potentially going to be the writing that I was potentially going to be doing for your show like that's the thing that I was that's what I was really really mindful of because I didn't know how radio friendly things have to be oh full it's Full Ofcom, mate. Full Ofcom. I I once said fuck on air. Really? Uh, and I'll tell you exactly what I did. Uh, someone texted into the into the show, and I was I was reading them out, and I saw the name. I was like, the fuck kind of name is? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm real. Hey, I'm gonna. Oh, let's do a music, shall we? I had a whole segment planned. Fuck that. I panicked. No, actually, what I said was shit. I said I said something awesome, so or some shit, and it was the word shit because I didn't say fuck because <laughs> I put the music on real quick, and then I walked into the corner of the studio. I squatted facing the corner, and yeah yelled fuck as loud as I could and then got really panicked that I hadn't faded my mic down. <laughs> Thought I'd compounded it. <laughs> 
Oh, have you got in trouble for that? Uh, no, I went out straight, like, because that was towards the end of the show. As soon as I came out, I was like, I am so sorry. It was like one of my first few weeks, because when I still had to do the show on my own, one of my first few weeks, I was like, look, I'm, they were like, you did the right thing, you apologize afterwards, just, yeah, keep an eye, <laughs> because, like, and they don't give a fuck what size of station it is, Ofcom, right? Some community station played a song, I don't know, by the vaccine, so one of those fucking landfill indie bullshit bands. I don't even know if they're landfill indie. That's how little I know about the vaccines. Um, and it had. They're a wonderful band if they're listening. Nah, well, or if they're listening. If you're listening, if you're listening, you're wonderful. If not, can we sell true films? Um, <laughs> I. Yeah, so that someone played what they thought was a radio friendly version of the song, didn't add the word fucking. 10 grand fine. Off to, Offcom doesn't give a fuck. Oh. Jeez, that sounds all... Why don't you just go into podcasting, mate? I did, mate, mate. You oh, you don't know about my, my history with podcasting, baby. Oh, so do tell. <laughs> oh, I, I was, once upon a time, I uh, co-hosted a podcast that was in the iTunes Top 20 for Comedy. Oh, very nice. It was when about three men and their dog were doing podcasts, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm scared of doing it now, so we, we were relatively successful. We were above Terry Wogan. Oh. And just below Joe Rogan, <laughs> we were in an Ogan sandwich. A nice little three-way. Uh, all we needed was Hulk Hogan to come in and guest, and it would have been the perfect triumvirate. Uh, I'm worried now, realistically, about screaming into the void, right? So I I, <laughs> I don't like not having feedback, right? And I've had mates of mine do podcasts and stuff, and it, it's like there isn't an audience there. Um, and I would be worried because the first time we got a lot of email feedback from the listeners. Um, and without that, I think I would struggle to maintain a schedule and carry on doing it. Okay. Like, you know, there's like loads of groups on Facebook and stuff where you can post your podcast and they will give you feedback on it, like, almost immediately. How how immediately? Man, if I record an hour podcast, how are they doing that shit so quick? Um, once you recorded it and edited it, they'll probably get... If you ask for reviews and stuff and you say you'll listen to someone else's, they will usually do it, like, within a couple of hours. Here's the thing, though. I don't want to listen to other people's. <laughs> I very much think I'm the most important person in any scenario. <laughs> I'm also a Jew, and we live with a tremendous sense of shame at the best of times. I don't need any more shame added onto the fact by being a fucking shitty podcast review guy. Oh, man, I forget you're not a Gentile, so you don't, yeah, so you've got all the fucking shame. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I may, I'm not, I'm not one of, I'm not one of the goyim, these, these people out here. I, you know what I really look forward to? I really look, because I'm not going to have a Jewish wife, probably, right? There's not many of us left, not many women want me not many people left so what's probably going to happen is i'm going to have children who by their mother which is the only way that matters right won't be jewish i i so look forward to when they're old enough teasing them about the fact that and i don't believe in heaven right but i'm going to tease them i'm going to be like look even if you tried your very best and were the most pious people in the entire world you can't get into heaven do you know why because god didn't choose you like he chose daddy and then i'm just gonna run about hava nagila hava <laughs> Lift them up your head while you're singing it. No one knows the next line. None of them know the like next line. It's true though. No one does. I I do, but then I'm supposed to. Oh shit. Okay. What is it? I'm not. Listen, you're not going to make me actually speak Yiddish on the show, are you? No, don't. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. We we look. I'm I'm messing with you. It's so fun. It's so fun. And I would say I'm not even like um 
uh, Jewish, right? I'm like Jewish. I'm like a Christmas Jew. Uh, I'm I'm Jewish by family only, right? So I kind of feel like a faker a lot of the time because I'm in no way religious, and I didn't grow up speaking no Yiddish, no Hebrew. <laughs> no one taught me. But Harry Belafonte is a hell of a singer. <laughs> so oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you should listen. He does the definitive version of Have a Nagila. Hey, or everyone listening out there in Radio Land, um, there's a version with uh, oh, is it Danny Kay? Oh, it's, I think it's Danny Kay. Uh, him and Harry Harry Belafonte do a version together, and there is a point where they break down. Ah, oh, it's incredible. Everyone listen to it. You, you listen to it. Oh.